I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is Just a Conversation. Hey, Amber, let's talk about custom jewelry today. I think we should. We're doing a lot of it. Uh, that's for sure. And I, a lot of people just don't know what the pro- process is and, and what it takes to bring a, a ring or a, a fine new pendant to completion. Well, let's talk about what really custom jewelry is. Okay. Because uh, some people think that custom jewelry, first of all, is way out of price range for them to do. And that's not the case. No, it's not at all. And if they'd be very surprised if they wanted to have something custom made that any of their jeweler has uh, different capabilities, but they have a way of customizing. Um, For instance, uh, do you have any jewelry that's family jewelry? Of course I do. Do you have uh, the old diamonds, colored stones, gold? Absolutely. absolutely. So quite often when a family member wears jewelry for a long time, you see them wearing it, grandma wears it, and, and uh, they, they decide they want to give it to you or it gets inherited to you, uh, and you don't know what to do with it. So down in the bottom of my sock drawer, I have a Aunt Tilly's ring and, and grandpa's old red stone ring and I don't know what it is exactly but I want to make a ring for my significant other and you want and that has sentimental meaning so uh, what people do what the way you, you go about is you first of all you find a jeweler that is capable of doing custom now sometimes some people's level of custom is opening up a catalog and ordering up a, a mounting that is the size that they need and a style that the customer may like. But that's not the way you do it. No, it's not the way I do it. And that's not the way true custom is done. So, so uh, how did how did you, st- let's start with, where did you start in this industry? Where did you start in this business? I started your, from the very what's beginning. What's your experience? What makes you, you I swept so good the floor. custom? I swept the floor. Custom I helped jewelry. customers. I, I was, before I was ever in a shop, I was dealing with customers with their, with their basic repairs. And that was a custom shop that they manufactured right there. And it was actually in a retail store in a mall, uh, which is very rare that you find that anymore either. Malls, first of all, much less a custom jeweler inside of a mall. So did you apprentice under that person? Is I that apprenticed, you- yes. I apprenticed for two years. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still apprenticing. I think we're always <laughs> learning. But, but what people don't realize is that they can take the old diamonds, the old gold. We can actually melt down their gold, use their gold, use their diamonds. And it uh, is... A process that if they go online, everybody goes online nowadays. And I suggest people look online via uh, just photos of jewelry that has very similar um, size stones, shape stones that they have. It's something that they like. Pick out a few items and they bring them to me. I sit down with them with my pencil and a paper and I you count how many stones they have, look at the design, and I create right in front of them with a drawing, and then I color it in with my uh, Prismacolor pencils to give it more life. And I, c- I can understand that because I've, as a jeweler, a jewelry person, I've looked at the different websites that say that they produce custom jewelry and tried to go through the process of creating a ring online. And... It's it's like designing a patio with a computer program. It's just it doesn't look real. It doesn't look right. Well, it's and very it difficult. Really leaves you with this 
sense of, oh, geez, I don't know if this is going to work right. Well, what's interesting and how we do it, how we do it, and how a true custom jeweler should do Mm -hmm. it, after they get done with having a consultation with drawings and designs, a customer decides they like a certain design that a designer may make, um, usually there's two ways that it's done. The old-fashioned way that I still am accustomed to is they take a block of wax and they carve it with different files and rotary burrs and they they create basically the same as Michelangelo did out of a lump of he did out of a lump of stone created a statue we out of a lump of wax create a a ring a necklace uh, an earring and um that's what you did for me I, I have a ring that's very precious to me that I wear that you carved it out of a block of wax. Absolutely. And you, you, know, you saw the design and you brought that design out of that block, which and is it's not, it's not something I could do. No, and being an artist, I was able to interpret and have some creative freedom with that particular ring, which I think it came out. Uh, it's very unique fabulous. and very, very nice. So usually when a customer comes in, they take a look at the wax, they approve it. If they want the stones higher, lower, more stones, less stones, larger stones, uh, be it we use their stones or we ain't using our own stones. And then we tweak whatever we need to do. Generally, you don't have to do much tweaking, but we're able to um, create that perfect piece. Now, though, we, we have a thing called CAD. Uh, we do a drawing on the computer, and we're able to manipulate that drawing, and then we grow it with uh, a resin. Mm-hmm. And from that, we, we cast it. We put it into a, um, uh, a thing that's like plaster of Paris. So how, how's that process work? So you sit down with the customer, pencil and paper. And then once, once you do that process, then it goes to a person that sits. Or do you do the CAD cam or do you have someone I have somebody staff, that does a CAD cam. And mm-hmm. you sit down with them and come up with a CAD CAM design. They they follow, they interpret my drawing, mm-hmm. and if the interpretation needs to be tweaked, which normally it does, I t- we tweak it together, and he knows how to work the computer program, I don't. And then once we get that just right, we, once again we call the customer in, have them look at it, make the changes. From that point, we t- put it into uh, a casting, into the line of casting and uh, where we put a plaster of Paris around it, a type of plaster of Paris called investment. And that, uh, once it's dried, which is only a matter of 30 minutes, goes into an oven and it gets burnt out. And it takes, really, we burn it out all night. So we so burn it out. So you do everything in pro- on premises? We do everything on premise. Not everybody has, a, has the skill sets or they have the room or they have the equipment. So they may outsource it, but... Um, we do everything in-house, uh, but we um, uh, normally how the process works is you cast with that gold, you use a, a crucible, you melt gold, and we, like I said earlier, use customer's gold if requested, or we do fresh gold, and we pour it, and through a vacuum, pours into that void where that uh, wax once was or the, the CAD resin once was. And um, So is there any difference between using... A customer's gold, my gold, and fresh gold, new gold. Funny Does it you come should out say. You funny should say that. I just had a customer today that has uh, gold that was a grandmother's, and it's sentimental. I, my, in my business, I use customer's gold 
all the time and I have very little issues really? with it. A lot of jewelers are very particular and they have a little more issues. They don't like to use customer's gold. They want to have fresh gold. Yeah, I think you can have a problem with fresh gold. You can have a problem with old gold. You, you, no matter what, sometimes you just have issues. As long as a customer is aware that they may have some issues with using their gold, they usually don't mind because it has the sentiment that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So we use customer's old gold. Cannot use platinum, though. People don't understand you cannot reuse platinum because if it has any impurities, it will not cast. So uh, we don't cast platinum in-house. We, we outsource that. But, uh, but I would imagine that's a very small percentage of oh, very small. It's the a, metal that you see. Uh, people like platinum, but let's, let's face it. Would you wear a 22-karat gold ring? Because that's basically what you're doing when you're wearing a platinum ring. You're wearing a, a pure platinum ring. It's very soft and malleable and bends, uh, just like a 22-karat gold would. Uh, so we do upon request. Um, but of course, there's pros and cons with both of them. Anyway, we do setting of their mm -hmm. stones in house, and uh, of course, you're being a appraiser, a certified appraiser, and gemologist, uh, and not only gemologist, you were were trained at GIA, and you used to train others at GIA. So you you <laughs> <laughs> you, you teach it in your sleep, uh, but you do our appraisals, and uh, and that's with any good jeweler, they should have. If they don't have somebody on staff like we do, they should have uh, the um, be able to outsource and have that person come in to do appraisals for their customers. But that's how the jewelry custom make is being done, and it's not as difficult. You just have to be patient. So what about if I have Aunt Tilly's gemstone and it's scratched or damaged? Depends. Can you recut it, repolish it? We, depends on it? the. Sometimes we can use Aunt Tilly's gemstone. But uh, we do have in-house, depending on how bad the, the scratch is, we may do some things in-house. We may outsource that because that's a specialty all in itself. People don't understand being a jeweler is not a diamond cutter. Quite often people think that we're diamond cutters too. We're not a diamond cutter at all. I've seen diamonds being cut, not a diamond cutter. I'm not a gemstone cutter, although I have cut gemstones because I was curious enough to know how and learn how and teach myself. I know the basics. But um, uh, that's a whole different field. And in reality, being a jeweler is a whole different field. A lot of jewelers are just uh, more mechanics. They know how to size. They know how to do some basic repairs. They're not creative and can, can fabricate uh, jewelry or hand-carve jewelry like, like we can in our, in our shop or what I do personally. Uh, but everybody has a different level and different expertise. You're a bench jeweler for many years. I was. I was. Yes, I was. And you did a lot of repair work. A ton of repair work. We at one time did work for 26 jewelry stores on a wholesale basis. And But, but in reality, it's, it's hard work. It's especially it's a, trained. It's factory work, essentially, is what it is. It's on factory work, but, but fine-tuned, and you had to be good. And everything's very small. Very, very small. <laughs> and you have... Um, it's just like a, a dentist. You have some good, really, really good dentists, and you have some dentists that get the job done. Or surgeons. Say, or surgeons. I would say, you want a surgeon with small hands you know, <laughs> that makes small stitches. So, yeah, and that's exactly true. So everybody has a different expertise, and they have their professional level is at different levels. But at any rate, that's how custom jewelry is made, and that's how it's done, and it's possible for anybody. That sounds terrific. Well, I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation.